This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. The situation in Baltimore continues to be uh, really bad. Uh, well, that's a matter of opinion. I uh, know uh, there are. Why don't some we leave with the facts? It's, Pat. Okay, it's uh, a good point. It's a good point. Okay, well, the city is burning, uh, and the phone is ringing. I'm not sure whose that is. It potentially mine. Uh, yes, uh, is that possible? Yes. I don't know. The Anybody else have a that, cell phone but... in here? that's ringing potentially. That one, no. that bag, maybe. Don't uh, worry about it. Who cares? Yeah, no, uh, whatever. It'll it'll uh, stop eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's really sad to see. I love Baltimore. Uh, Glenn and I lived there for two years. Yeah, I asked asked Glenn uh, if uh, if these areas were familiar to him. Did he know them off the top of his head? He kind of seemed like you know Glenn doesn't have a memory past about three or four minutes, so he, right. He didn't seem to really know. Do you? I do. Yes. Was it right around the stadium it's, area? Yeah, Camden, Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. V- very close to there. Um, and so uh, it's it, uh, it's really sad to see, and I don't, I don't have any idea what you're trying to tell me. Why don't you just I think say your, your it ear thing point. is a, my ear thing. The, the wire that's connected to your headphones is bunching out, so it looks like you have an a, antenna. Okay, I don't. What does have it an matter? Antenna. Baltimore is I burning it down. That's right. I mean, right? Right. Why does it matter that Pat's got a wire sticking out? So right. what? How about this? Pat will fix his wire, and we will listen to the Baltimore mayor, who may or may not have initially indicated she was going to let everyone destroy her city. Now hey. she's clarifying those remarks. Watch. I've been in contact with our governor, and he has agreed, and, and I have requested, and he has agreed uh, to deploy the National Guard as soon as they are available, they will be immediately deployed. We've ordered a curfew be in effect, instituting tomorrow the curfew citywide, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Again, there will be a citywide curfew, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. 
This preliminary curfew will last for one week and be extended as it is necessary. She should have been impeached uh, two days ago. She's about as stupid a public servant as I've ever seen. For her to say that the Baltimore police are giving them room to destroy as they wish is, is one of the most irresponsible, uh, asinine things I've ever heard from a public official. What do you mean you're giving them room to, you're giving them space to destroy if they wish? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Yeah, do you, should we watch that? That was uh, yeah. from a couple of days ago, but it's worth watching that clip it is. again. It is. Uh, here is the Baltimore mayor. At least giving, giving people some space to destroy. I've made it very clear that I uh, worked with the police and instructed them to do everything that they could to make sure that the protesters were able to exercise their uh, right to free speech. Uh, it's a very delicate balancing act because while we uh, tried to make sure that they were protected from the cars and the other you know, things that were going on, um, we also gave those who wished to destroy space to do that as well. And we uh, worked very hard to uh, to keep that balance. Oh, good. And, and well, to uh, yeah, so you want a balance. So you want a balance. Mm -hmm. Giving people space to destroy mm -hmm. and, well, making sure that they can destroy. I got, what the hell? What are you trying to balance? What do you you mean? gotta have your space to destroy, Pat. Um, uh, this is a first in my lifetime that I, I, I didn't realize I needed space oh, to destroy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes uh, you just hmm. gotta let it out. Okay. And a lot of times All letting right. it out yeah, is uh, burning down a CVS. That's how I, uh, you know, like sometimes I'll have a bad day at work. On the way home, I'll burn down a Walgreens. Mm. You're going to find a pharmacy. You're going <laughs> to burn it down. That is just humanity. That's the way we work. It's the way we operate. Uh, sometimes it can be a fast food place. Sometimes it can be a, let's say, a low-income senior housing <laughs> complex that has mm -hmm. been in con uh, construction for eight years and was worth $16 million. Why not torch it to the ground? I, I, um, I mean, because you think of how much better you'll feel afterwards. Yeah. And if it's chilly, you're going to be warmer. I mean, someone died. You don't know them, but someone died. And anytime anyone dies uh, anywhere near a police officer, you got to start destroying. And of course, we don't know that it was uh, bad or, or we don't know. Well, we know it was bad because we don't want someone to die, but we don't know that it was we bad behavior by right. the officers. <clears throat> right. Uh, so could have been a freak accident where he fell wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what happened to the guy. He was screaming in pain, and there were videos of it. <clears throat> it did not appear that they did anything, you know, extraordinary to him. They took him down. But, you know, they weren't stomping on his spine. They weren't kicking and beating him. Yeah. I, and I don't know what look, the heck. This stuff happens know. sometimes. It didn't look as bad as the mm. Eric Garner case, for example. No, that looked horrible. Which looked really bad. And I think we're on record when the cops look bad as saying yeah. the cops look bad. We're not trying to always cover up no matter what happens. Uh, it's like the, uh, the Dale Earnhardt crash. Mm -hmm. Remember that when he died? I remember watching that. I'm like, that is not the most violent crash I've ever no, seen in right. a NASCAR race by any means. And yeah. it's like... But, you know, he did hit the wall square and, and was killed in the incident. Uh, and it's, it, maybe it was that type of situation. Sometimes that can happen. It doesn't necessarily mean the police are the most evil people on the planet. Um, and we don't know, until we know what the investigation uh, finds out, there's nothing, nothing here. And a lot of this seems to be started by students, um, which at least that is how it's advertised. And if true you might understand that they're not necessarily analyzing the situation yeah. uh, fully. Right. Um, but that does not excuse it. You don't, you don't burn <clears throat> things down. E even when, 
the the, mo the most obvious circumstance you're going to go burn down a building <clears throat> is if your team wins the championship. But even when when your team wins the championship, you still don't destroy your city. I know it's hard to understand. It is kind of hard to understand. Yeah, because that's my that's my first inclination. It, like you know, it's justified. Ma though. Mavericks won the championship. I, I, w I want to go downtown and start lighting things on fire. Something though. needs to be on fire. At yeah, that something point. needs to be. Uh, right? But you, you know, I guess preferably just... a police car, but it could be you know just somebody's Mercedes that mm -hmm. I, I envy. Uh, maybe oh, just got, if they're driving a Mercedes, they've got too much. <clears throat> That's right. Right. So I mean, at some point, you've earned enough money. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's about time somebody said it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, the, it is it's crazy. Some of the the, the overhead video of this of people rushing into loot and, and do these things is just it's just amazing. And it is kind of amazing to to see the reaction to it. It, it kind of gives you a sense of. Um, how vulnerable we are as a society. The reaction is a curfew. So, so people go and burn things down, which is completely illegal. Mm -hmm. And our, our reaction to it is, well, you guys now aren't allowed to go outside. And, <laughs> yeah, and, how do you like that now? How about that? Because there's just another law that you're not going to listen to. I guess it gets the, the law-abiding citizens off the streets, though. I guess that's the theory, is the only people outside now are people who are breaking the law. And in theory. Uh, if you're breaking the law now, you can be arrested. Right. I mean, I, I guess that leads to potential arrests in and, the yeah. hundreds, mm -hmm. and that's probably what they'll have to do. Are they willing to do it? I don't know. With that mayor, who knows? Who stinking knows? I'm so amazed too at the at the coverage because the coverage constantly focuses on how mean the police look with their nasty guns. I mean, there was endless footage mm -hmm. on Fox last night of cars crashing through fires uh, and almost hitting people. And no one seems to give a crap about that. But those police had looked bad with their riot gear on. And then there the endless coverage. We should do a montage of these tomorrow. Endless. Um, listen, uh, we need to remind you that, of course, this is not everyone in Baltimore. We need to. It's like after a terrorist incident. We need to remind you these are not all Muslims taking down these buildings. There are many Muslims that were not even there for this. And there's here's one person we found who actually said the terrorists aren't quite the example they'd like for their children. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Never in no no other case when there's a uh, uh, you know a guy a shooter if, uh, if a shooter comes out and he seems to be conservative man they're jumping immediately to loop in every freaking Tea Party member in, in, in existence there's never the commentary of well I mean it's just you know one one guy and you know yes he showed up at one Tea Party meeting this is not indicative of the Tea Party there's never that it's the exact opposite you want to group everybody in when it's some, uh, you know, someone who you believe voted for a uh, conservative. And then when, it's, when you think they voted for a liberal, man, do they get every excuse on the book. Man, do you find every pastor who walks down the street uh, with a candlelight vigil that didn't put it against a building and let it on fire? You find all those guys. Every single example uh, good, that's positive, and I'm glad you see those, but do they really, they really go out of their way to make sure you understand yeah, it's not everybody. every time. Every time. Uh, the Baltimore P P uh, PD said, uh, I, I guess this is the um, at press conference of the Baltimore Police Department. They vowed to, uh, a, a to give a strong response to those who are attacking their police officers. This afternoon, a group of outrageous criminals attacked our officers. Thank you. Right now, we That's have seven are. officers that have serious injuries, 
including broken bones, and one officer who is unconscious. We will do whatever is appropriate to protect the safety of our police officers and ensure the safety of the people that live and work in the Mondaman area. Oh, yeah, you know, you know they're afraid to respond. You know they are. Because the, the backlash from a, a white officer hurting a black man is, is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, and it's going to inflame the situation. They're doing everything they can to allow them to vent and to not escalate the situation. And I- instead, what's happening is uh, the law enforcement officers are, are in peril now, and they're, uh, they're, they're getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Jamal Bryant, though, uh, actually talked about the rioting being inexcusable. This is... Kind of the way I think you should be handling this. This is not what the family asked for. Today of all days, uh, the family was very clear that this was a day of sacred closure uh, in the funeral. So for us to come out of the burial and walk into this is absolutely inexcusable. I'm asking every young person to go back home. Tomorrow night we'll have a community meeting uh, for us to really recalibrate uh, because peace is the call and the order of the day. Mm-hmm. Not according to uh, this young uh, rioter in Baltimore. He's <laughs> angry, and he responds to uh, Pastor Jamal there. Where are the leaders? Where's Jamal Bryant? Where's Jamal Bryant? Where's the man? Where are the people who are going to be down here before they represent us? Where are they? Where's where, where the government? We're dealing with people. If you're dealing with leadership, where are the leaders? <laughs> I mean, he could at least gotten off the phone as she was talking. That yeah. was pretty rude. That was rude. No, it really was. <laughs> Hold on. i got to take this. Uh, uh, she Wait, actually you want to the city down? Hold on, I gotta get this call. Yeah, yeah, leaders, <laughs> Le- leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Thanks. We 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 didn't get to it, but uh, apparently she went on to say Jamal needs to be here and get some tear gas in his face. Boom. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Funkin. No, he doesn't. No, actually, that's not no. what the family wants at all. And this no. is why it's sad because you see incidents like this used for so many purposes that have nothing to do with oh, this poor kid. And, uh, and as usual, it's being busted. in. It, it's, it's rubble yeah. rousers. It's, uh, it's uh, bloods and crips pr- probably from New York and Los Angeles and elsewhere. And, you know, I mean, Baltimore's not exactly maybe the safest city in the world. Really? That's, uh, that's breaking you know, news. Uh, uh, and that's but, the thing. And the reason why Pat brings that up is because mm-hmm. Tea Party members have run Baltimore for the past 50 years I, and implemented their low-tax, low-regulation nah, policies. It's been uh, Democrat-controlled for about 60 years. So, not exactly no. Tea Party, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure they're communists. So there might be they might so be the, close to, to the, the right party. wing yeah, of communism. Yeah, yes. So there you go. Yeah, there I you think go. The right wing is at fault. That's what all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It's sad. It's just, it is. And look, it's it's it, these situations are happening. Obviously, you know, more and more on this scale. Uh, it's an escalating situation. Yeah. It's not uh, good. And there's no re- there's no need for it. Remember, we were sold this eight year period as the healing of all race relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were sold that everyone was going to come back together. The reason why you want to... Uh, sure, Barack Obama's policies look like every standard liberal policy for the past 100 years. But the good thing here is he is going to bring us together. We're going to cross that racial line that we've never been able to cross. Because po- post-racial. He's a post-racial president. I mean, mm-hmm. is, has there been a president worse on race no. than this guy? Oh, my gosh, no. I mean, he's certainly Good golly, l- overseeing no. the worst stretch we've had in a really long time. 
without question. Because his, he's his, constantly inflaming it. His main sidekick, Nancy Pelosi, right, from Baltimore, father, ex-mayor of Baltimore. Where is she? Mm. Where's the minority? Where yeah, is she? right, right. And think about this. <laughs> Nowhere near Baltimore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll tell you that. She barely wants to fly over the city. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi is I not... I mean, D.C. is too close. Oh, her, yeah. Believe me. But she's flying back to California as we speak, I'm sure. <laughs> she won't even go near 95 because it connects to Baltimore. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I can't think of a single time any of this crap happened under Bush. I mean, as as hated as he was, as supposedly racist as he was, as, you know, uh, what was it Kanye West said? Uh, George Bush hates black people mm -hmm. uh, at the or doesn't care about or doesn't people. care about black people, whatever Idiot. it was. I mean, <laughs> I, there was no rioting. There was no there, there were no uh, uh, just destructive incidents like this that I can remember. Anybody remember anything like this during uh, Bush? I mean, nothing I, obviously there were. It was a terrible situation in New Orleans, but I mean, it right, was. Right, but they. I mean, it was a natural disaster. Have... It wasn't, you know. Yeah. Maybe police I guess officers. There was, there was some stuff going on there. There was some. Oh yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's but true. police officers weren't uh, racist under Bush. They've only become racist because they're angry at Barack Obama being president. <laughs> now, that's what it is. Yeah, it must be. That's a good explanation <laughs> so for that. That's. <laughs> It's the one you'll hear on MSNBC. You will, or Salon. Uh, oh, Salon will bring it up. We, we kind of talked about this off the air uh, uh, on radio, but uh, it was their, their legitimate headline. Baltimore's violent protesters are right. Smashing police cars is a legitimate political strategy. Amen. It's crucial to see nonviolence as a tactic, not a philosophy. If it fails to win people over, it's a futile tactic. That's kind of what uh, Francis Fox Piven said. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they will, and then they will deny it and say how crazy we are for pointing it out. Right. But th this is a headline mm -hmm. on a major liberal website, probably the most mainstream liberal website in existence. Salon. It's you know, very standard fare for you know. I'm sure Ed Schultz is there right now reading it. You know? I seriously think these people have jumped the shark. I mean that the, really you got the Hillary Clinton thing. You got uh, the Harry Reid stuff. I, I really think they're going off the rails. I, the American people can't. Accept this, and if they do, I mean, we're we're through. <laughs> we are just through as a country. More patents to it coming up. Triple eight seven two seven back. In the meantime, you can get your seventy two hour kit right now for only ten dollars. I mean, this is an amazing way to get your foot in the door of having uh, 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 maybe a year supply, maybe a few months supply. Start with three days. That way, if there's a natural disaster or you know something happens, maybe even you know during the winter time it snows and you can't get out for a few days. Mm. That's happened here with the ice storms, yeah. um, and and then you've got that you've got that supply right now, and you're not you're not going to starve. It's no big deal. Call eight hundred two seven four thirty forty. Another possibility is if you happen to live in a country where racial riots are sweeping your nation, you may want to be prepared uh, really for true. a few days. I mean, seriously, especially if you live in a city at this really point, true. you better be prepared for a few days. I mean, they're doing curfews on, uh, at night in Baltimore. You live in Baltimore, uh, you know. They could shut everything down. They could shut everything down for a few days easily. You could have martial law for a few days. Yeah, and if you're, especially if you're, I mean, these things are pretty portable, too. If you're out uh, somewhere, uh, maybe, you know, at work or, you know, at home, uh, you might not be completely loaded with food. This is a great way to make sure, hey, I'm covered. Let's I don't have to pay. do a little shopping at CVS. It's not there. Yeah. 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 Uh, a good example of this. Yeah. And this shows preparedness. Uh, the, the one, the, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was this area. I think it was a different area. Well, Baltimore it wasn't the CVS. But they, did another, they destroyed another pharmacy in Baltimore as well. 
and it was the only prescription filling pharmacy within a mile. Oh man! So I mean, again, Jeez. a mile is not uh, it's not impossible to traverse, but I mean, you know, in this situation, you don't want to do it, and you better be loaded up with things like food and medication and water mm -hmm. because you don't know what's going to hit. My Patriot Supply gives you an easy foot in the door. 800-274-3040 for only 10 bucks, including shipping. It's your 72-hour kit. Call now. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest-growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free, and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this, and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call 888-727-BECK. I, I love it when people make clear statements like, uh, hey, we're giving people space to destroy. Those who wish to destroy, we're giving them space. And then people get up in arms. What that? What? You're the mayor of a city. You're giving people space to destroy? Ah, uh, the media misrepresented what I said. No, they, they, they just played, played the video. what yeah. you said. And they played it in context, at least what yeah, I saw oh, yeah. many times, because it wasn't just... Uh, you know that it was it, there was more to it, and but yeah. it didn't clear her at all. <laughs> Not she was, at all. That's, she was pretty specific. There is no you know? context in which you can say we're giving them space. Those who wish to destroy, uh, we're giving them space to do that. Uh, who wish to do that? Uh, there's there's no context. That's okay. There's no right. context. And by the way, it looked as if they were executing that philosophy last night. I was watching. I think it was Fox News, and they had a reporter standing fifty feet from the fires burning. Mm. Yeah, Leland Vitter. Thank you, George. Uh, yeah, Leland Vitter was sitting there. I mean, he was right in the middle of it to the point of like he almost got hit by a car at one point because there were cars speeding through these fires. Like there was a uh, a big pile of uh, you know uh, just like garbage and car and, and everything else burning, and people were taking stolen cars and crashing through the fire for some dumb reason for kicks, wow. and they would spin around really fast at the other side, and I mean, they were pretty close to getting hit by these cars. It was really, it was, an, it was actually a pretty mm. amazing footage, but they were at this intersection where this fire was happening. Uh, all the police were there, and then at, at like 9 o'clock, they all just backed up an entire block and, and moved the line back a block and stood there while everyone played in the fire and did whatever they did for about three hours, and then they started moving back in again with a with a fire truck to put the fire out. It's like mm. three hours. It's none of it makes any sense, Pat. I mean, none of it makes any. The way they're handling this, mm. it's ridiculous. And did you see the way they were they were, they were trying to uh, at one point try to put out a fire to CVS, and the fire hose is in the par parking lot, <laughs> and some animal walks up and just 
punctures the the fire hose, so the water is shooting out, and they lose pressure for the mm -hmm. for putting out the fire because they don't want the fire put out. They don't. Now, I just well, just to clarify, you're calling him an animal because he looks different than you. No, I'm calling him an animal because he jammed a knife into a fire hose oh. like an animal might do. Mm. Oh, are you saying your words were misrepresented? Because that's what we heard. <laughs> that's what America heard. Pat, as Glenn always says to me. So what? Uh, what? I, what did she mean? Did she explain what she meant, or is she just blaming the? The media for reporting. I saw said. the headlines, and all they're, they're reporting is other people are saying that uh, she she said came out on social media, and she said, but I thought there was a conference, a, a press conference where she was blaming uh, the misrepresentation by the media of her comments. Look, plenty of stuff gets misrepresented by the media. It's it's obviously that's true, and that's why it's a usable defense. But yeah, that is not, one, not of one of them. I mean, she was very clear. And look, it, it is a strategy. We've seen this before. Uh, you know, you, you, you back off, you let, you let the, you try to contain mm -hmm. instead of uh, going after it, you contain. I mean, one of the issues with Ferguson was uh, that the police were too rough initially. They went in and they tried to, it looked like a police state, they were arresting everybody, and they got a lot of criticism. I bet the Baltimore mayor, A, was probably criticizing it herself. Uh, behind the scenes, at least. Uh, but B saw that criticism and said, okay, well, we can't do that. I don't want you guys out there arresting everybody. I don't want you, I don't want you guys knocking heads. I don't want you throwing every teenager mm -hmm. into the police cars. If there's going to be a little bit of vandalism, if there's going to be a little bit of vandalism, I'm not that worried about that. Just keep it under control. Contain it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, mm -hmm. You could see that being a legitimate response. She's trying to deny that that was her response. Right. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that's a good idea. I certainly would not do that. I, I, I feel a little bit more understanding with the police being a, a, a bit more aggressive. Like my mind, and I can think the conservative mind in general, kind of says, look, if you're going to go out there and throw giant pieces of cement at police officers and then you get knocked up a little bit, sorry, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's going to probably happen. Oh, well. Oh, well, don't yeah. throw rocks at police right. officers. They're a really good safety tip. Bad things happen when, when you start doing that stuff. Yeah, because police officers are human beings. Sorry. First of all, they hurt like human beings. And second of all, they react uh, like human beings. Usually they react with more restraint and less anger than the average person would. If someone was throwing rocks at you and you could go beat the crap out of them, you probably are going to do it mm -hmm. because you need to protect yourself. And, you know, you get angry. Um, police generally resist those uh, inclinations, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not surprised to see that's the way this is being handled. Here's the good news, though. Okay. okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Reverend Al's on the way. Ah, uh, uh, yes! Al Sharpton. He's awesome. Al Sharpton's on the way. He said on Monday that he's going to visit Baltimore <clears throat> this week against the backdrop of the violent riots and, and the looting, the aftermath. And uh, I, guess, I guess he said... Uh, he said, I've, I've been asked by many in the Baltimore area since day one to get involved in the justice for Freddie Gray movement and to start claiming that people are being raped who weren't being raped, because that's what I do. Oh. Okay, the last part of that, maybe not an exact quote, <laughs> but I'm paraphrasing from history. <laughs> it's interesting that people are now requesting his false rape accusations. Uh, A lot of people have been asking me, they say, Reverend, now, when you can start going to... When are you going to start? When gonna you start asking much about that rape be committed? And I said now. <laughs> he is terrible. Uh, he, I mean, I like the 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 way he states this too. I have been asked by many 
Oh, you in know, the Baltimore area. So you know not the family. No. Not uh, black leadership in the area. Because he can't say that. No, he could just family say. Family didn't want him. Family, probably. he's been getting rejected by these families in city after city, by the way. Thank goodness. Uh, thank God. But, uh, yeah, uh, some guy on 8th Street said, yeah. hey, where's, this, where's Reverend Al? I mean, he was mocking me, but I still am coming. Wesley West, uh, who is a, a reverend there, and a radio host mm. named Larry Young. Uh, who's part of his organization, <laughs> who works for him, <laughs> asked him to come down. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> a guy I pay out of the funds I should be paying to the IRS That's has great. requested I come to town. That's wow, great. wonderful. Meanwhile, uh, Vietnam veteran Robert Valentine took to the streets of Baltimore. This is good stuff. Watch this. Here's number one. I did 30 years, okay? Came out of Massachusetts. I've seen more than all this. I've been through the virus already. This right here is not relevant. They need to have their butts at home. They need to be in their home units with their family studying and doing something with their life. Not out here protesting about something that's not really about nothing. They do not respect this young man's death. You know, now mama and daddy then lost a child. That could be them. So I'm very pissed. Huh. Wow. Apparently, he also uh, went on to say that I'm black. I'm, I'm not black. I'm an American. I uh, wish we had that clip because that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. It's, that, was a great, that was a great little segment. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's great. And I, I love the, the mom, too. This is probably my favorite clip of the entire thing. Uh, there's not a lot of good clips coming out of this, uh, <laughs> but I love the mom who does what you would imagine every mom doing in this situation. She's walk, She's watching TV, watching her city burn to the ground, and she sees her son in the middle of it. Oh, jeez. And then this happens. Look at him fight now. Oh, Get wait. the f*** over here! Get over here! <laughs> I love this woman. <laughs> Jeez. Don't disrespect your mama. You turn around, son. Talk to her. Tough there you guy. Go. Okay. Uh, walks yeah. the other way there. Uh, <laughs> I don't blame him. I, I would blame too. him either. I would be terrified. <laughs> And, and, and from the mom's perspective, not only are you disappointed in your son for being a part oh of this. Oh, my gosh. But even if, if you are in this community and you believe the police are acting recklessly, this is the last. You could lose your son the same yeah, way this exactly. other family lose their son. Exactly. They're, I mean, that's a multi-tiered yeah. uh, disciplinary action right there. <laughs> and, you know, and, under the circumstances, slapping him in the head, upside the head like that may be appropriate. Yeah. And how does uh, CBS in, uh, in uh, Washington uh, headline that story? video mom caught hitting son taking part in Baltimore riots. Oh, shut up. Caught? Shut up. What are you talking about, caught? caught? She, well, she should be praised. She yeah. should put on posters oh doing that. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know, look, obviously, you know, she, he didn't, she didn't actually hurt him in any meaningful no. way. She, but she, she did what she had to do as a mom. You know what? When, when I mean, spanking is appropriate, I think, when kids could hurt. Them. Like, they run out in the middle of the street. You know, you want them to remember, okay, you're not going to do that. So you, you spank them so that they, they have that clear impression 
of, okay, I could be hurt or killed if I run out in the middle of the street. That's what she's doing here. I mean, she didn't spank him, but she's smacking him upside the head because she could be, first of all, you're hurting other people. You're hurting other people's property. Secondly, you could be killed. Stop it. And she's beating some sense into his head. I don't have a problem with it. We're coming up. You should try to do that with Jeffy. Does that, will that work That's with Jeffy? That's a good Jeffy? idea. Can let's go try it. I do have, wait. Into your let's give head. it a shot. But I, let's give it a shot. But, you know, let's, let's hit him. I got a limp over here. Let's hit him. Oh, you're going to limp over and hit me? I don't think so. Ah, there you go. You feel better. I will burn this part down. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, more on this Baltimore thing. Sheriff uh, David Clark was on uh, Cavuto last night, and uh, he. I mean, this is this. Uh, is, this can't be the sheriff of, of Baltimore County, is he? No. Is this? Oh, just, this is the guy from. Uh, just Clark is the guy from Wisconsin or something. Oh, Milwaukee, okay. right? Or, yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay, because the sheriff. I guarantee you, the sheriff of Baltimore County does not feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> Watch what he says. Like Baltimore, like Ferguson, like New York, and many other areas where failed liberal government policies have led to uh, high unemployment, chronic poverty, mm -hmm. failing schools. This is what besets the Baltimore area. Ninety percent of the homicide victims in the Baltimore area are black, and as are ninety percent of the suspects. That's a bigger problem than Freddie Gray. And I'm not trying to dismiss the, 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 the death of Freddie Gray, but these individuals that are rioting and looting right now and throwing rocks and bottles do not know Freddie Gray do not care about Freddie Gray, and if they were That's in a right. nightclub in That's Baltimore, right. would shoot and kill him for bumping into them on the dance floor. Jeez. Wow, is that powerful stuff. Mm. Woo! Backed by some stats, too, that are staggering and true, and you can't say them, but he just did. Uh, I mean... I, you know, that's, how do you argue with that? First of all, it is failed liberal, liberal policies. Baltimore's been run by liberals for a, a long, I mean, decades. For decades. Yeah. Six decades. We've done that. We, did, we did this stat, and this is uh, several years old now, but nothing has changed. I mean, these, stats, these numbers have only become more convincing on this point. But if I remember the stat right, uh, in the 10 cities with the worst poverty in America, 10 worst cities uh, as far as poverty goes in America, have been run by Republicans 6% of the time over the past 60 years. So 94% of the time it was mm. either, uh, you know, most of the time it was Democrats. Some cities have weird issues with um, uh, where they run as no party, but mm. they're uh, associated with the Democrats. Um, and, you know, you find this, this was over a 60-year period. And it was, the years, it was your Detroits, it was your Baltimores, it was your Clevelands. Um, the only one with any really significant um, uh, uh, Republican representation, I believe, was Miami, who had one or two mayors in there that were, uh, were Republican. But the vast majority of them is either Democrat or no party at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> when you have a situation where you continually select the same uh, ideas uh, on your ballot and it results in this, oh. whose fault is it at right. that point? I mean, I, you know, it, it's our fault that President Obama's the president, and it's Cleveland's fault, and it's Detroit's fault, and it's Baltimore's fault for having such terrible policies running their cities. Well, Mayor Rawlings-Blake, uh, she was president of the city council and took over the mayorship because 
the mayor prior to her was convicted of embezzlement. <laughs> okay. okay. Now then, then she that. was uh, subsequently <laughs> voted in again, mm -hmm. but she didn't get the job because the person uh, because know, she was elected to it initially she yeah. took over initially. I mean, look uh, at that whole area. Washington. I mean, even Virginia. You had a Republican governor who's in prison. Right. Uh, for corruption. That whole area is just a blanket of corruption. It is. It is. And as this sheriff pointed out, uh, the school system is atrocious. It's atrocious. And we learned that firsthand because we, we lived there for two years. And so we, we were going from the West where the schools were really pretty good and we were leery of them there uh, to Baltimore where the schools absolutely suck. Did you go to, what did you send your kids to private school? Uh, in, no, that's when we started homeschooling. That's when you started homeschooling. Yeah. So it was that bad. Yeah. And so, yes. And so, it, it, then they insisted that, that my son uh, be on Ritalin because they, they determined he had ADHD and they, they wouldn't let him to class without medication. And uh, what he was learning there was not good to begin with. And so we just took it in, into our own hands. And you didn't, so you didn't give him that medication that he needed. And now he's right. dead. That's no, he, he Wow. Lived. I mean, he killed, he, he killed his he, son. He lived. He lived. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. lived, but he's in yeah, prison? He no, he's, he's in prison <laughs> no, for he's 50 actually, yeah. years. He's actually an outstanding member of society. In he actually he went, after, after parole. <laughs> went on to the dean's list in college. So, <laughs> so he really had a huge problem there. Yeah, I'm glad they identified that. Problem. I, I am too. But uh, uh, I, I don't want to leave the impression that it's a, it's a horrible place. I, I mean, it, it takes a little getting used to if you come from the West to a big, dirty, urban area like that. <laughs> Uh, I guarantee you that. And the people are nastier. Well, they all do. I mean, uh, all, you know, all the East Coast cities. They I do. Mean, they, it takes some getting used yeah. to. But after about six months, we loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was great. And and they have the Inner Harbor there, and that's probably going to be destroyed in these riots. I mean, it's it, it, it at least 20 years ago, it was a nice place to live. It, it was decent. It has issues, though. It has education issues. It has a crime problem. And especially in the inner city, I mean, you don't want to go there at night. There's places in Baltimore that, I mean, where you don't go day or night. But that's true almost Everywhere. every city. Every city has yeah. some area like that. That's and I will true. say, the only thing that need I mean, I think we can come, we can agree, all of us, that the Baltimore Orioles should have to abandon this season and be ineligible for the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, they can't play any more games. Are they, uh, what would happen uh, if they, are they ahead if of the Blue Jays? Happened. Is that the deal? Maybe, maybe, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't follow baseball that closely. But just for the safety of the people in that area. The mm -hmm. league. Mm -hmm. the oh, league. my gosh, the league. You know, oh. well, I think, honestly, you should probably, every American city is at risk. Maybe all the American cities <laughs> should be eliminated. And let's just see what happens after that. <laughs> they actually did cancel their game last night. They did, and they're going to cancel it again tonight. Town, I mean, yeah. there's a curfew at 10 o'clock. How can they play? They talked they about can. maybe moving it to Washington was one of the first reports I heard. Yeah. But uh, are the Nationals out of town? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that's, uh, that's doable. Yeah. That's doable. It would probably piss off people because you drive a little bit further. But How far is that? 80 miles? Oh, no, not that far. Um, oh, no. Probably from, from Camden Yards to... But there's a to, curfew, right? So you're not going to get back yeah, to you the can't city. Get back home. The Nationals don't play at RFK anymore, right? They've got their own stadium. Their own so stadium. I'm not sure how, where they built that. But uh, generally. it's been a while. But it's probably, you know, 40 miles. Okay, I didn't know. It was 30, close, 40 yeah. miles. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I... I, I mm. Uh, assume they're just going to. I mean, what they should they'll do is probably just cancel a few games and have to make them I would, up later. I would think so. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's the thing. Everyone loved the uh, inner city ballpark. I mean, yeah, it's a great. Yeah, yeah. Camden Yards was the was the model beautiful. for this. It's it really beautiful. was. You're downtown. One of, you're one in of the, the very of everything. If not the first. It was one of the very first. It was great. It's it's melded sort of into that community. It looks like kind of like the warehouses yeah. that are around it. It's yes. really cool. I mean, it's it, great. It, it's great. But that being said. 
it's you know there's never going to be a, a, a you know a riot at uh, you know uh, uh, you know I'm trying to think of which stadium is like in the middle of nowhere now but uh, I was thinking of my my, my what popped into my head was Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami oh, right. which is like 900 hours outside of town I don't know it's like in a totally different state I think yeah Foxborough too Fox, yeah, Foxborough yeah, yeah. I mean there's never going to be a riot around there because there's yeah. nobody around there uh, I mean and everyone loves a downtown city even even you know Tampa's you know is in St. Pete and it's in the middle of a uh, you know, yeah, baseball uh, city for uh, for baseball well, yeah, I mean, it, well, in here we've got it in Arlington. Not a lot of yeah, riots that's true. in Arlington. This is going to ride at Six Flags. I, don't <laughs> could, I mean, they would, could shut down to say Pete in Tampa. <clears> oh, easy if, if something like that happened. And, and but I mean, look, it's a minor concern when you're talking about the grand scheme yeah. of this. But this, it's it, I think sports puts it into everybody's mindset nationally because you know you see you know certain areas uh, you know that, that that are on fire and you think. Uh, you know this is terrible, but I can't relate to where this is. You you see people protesting outside of Camden Yards. Every baseball fan has seen that on Sunday Night Baseball a hundred times. Yeah. Everyone loves that park. Everyone, and, you know, it's, I think it hits to people who are you know big fans of sports when stuff like that is right there. I mean, that's right in the middle of it. Uh, so there you go. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents due coming up. We got to do this Mark Lamont Hill thing yeah, coming up he's, because yeah. he's crazy as usual. As always. Hill, as we were saying before the break, is nuts. He's flat out freaking crazy. Although he's representative of uh, a large portion of the left. Uh, yeah, he is. They don't. They don't like yes, to say is. these things on the air. He actually will, which is why he's valuable. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I like to hear. I like when people admit this stuff. I do too. And here it is. Here's what he had to say. There shouldn't be calm tonight. Black people are dying in the streets. We've been dying in the streets for months years, decades, centuries. I think there uh, can be resistance to oppression. And when resistance occurs, you can't circumscribe resistance. You can't schedule a plan resistance. You can't tell people where to die in, where to resist, how to resist, and how to protest. Ah, I mean, look at yeah. this. Look at that. It should be burning. You know, I, I love this guy. Uh, let's get, let's do, do one you, more with, I mean, uh, with I Mark. I got to see that one more time because that is amazing. It is. It is that amazing. Is ama I mean, so let that wash over you for a second. Let's, let's take a look at that again if we can. There shouldn't be calm tonight. Black people are dying in the streets. We've been dying in the streets for months, years, decades, centuries. I think there uh, can be resistance to oppression. And when resistance occurs, you can't circumscribe resistance. You can't schedule a plan resistance. You can't tell people where to die in, where to resist, how to resist, and how to protest. Um, I, I, who else could yeah. say that? Who can say that and get away with it? It's, well, Salon. Uh, but outside of Salad, I don't know who. I, uh, that is unbelievable. I, and by the way. You're encouraging anybody else. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck encourages violence. Yeah. Glenn Beck suggests kill people. Oh. Glenn oh. Beck is saying burn down cities. We do it. Evil Tea Party. Yeah. To give you an example of yeah. how ridiculous that is, Glenn talked about the Tides Foundation. Um, this you know oh, yeah. money fundraising group for the left and Curtis was critical of it. That was it. I mean, he didn't say go blow it up. He was critical of it. Right. Now, there was a guy who uh, decided to go, and I can't remember exactly what he did, but he had a gun. He was planning on shooting officers or something. It was some crazy person. But he didn't yeah. wind up killing anyone, thankfully. Um, but uh, uh, he also said 
he didn't like the Tides Foundation. Now, when they interviewed him, he said he was mad because no one would talk about it. And then, so he was already on the case. And then he said, he finally, when Glenn started talking about the Tides Foundation, he said, finally, someone's talking about it. In other words, he was already down this road and pissed off about it long before Glenn even started talking about it. But Glenn still got blamed for that. Yeah, uh, and even though he specifically said Glenn had nothing to do with his knowledge about the uh, about the Tides Foundation, Glenn still got it. this guy's out here saying, "Of course they should be out there burning things." Of course. Uh, and by the way, one other minor uh, issue. This may not be as big a point, but uh, you actually can schedule uh, schedule a planned resistance. It's the only way you can plan a resistance. You have to schedule it. Uh, that's what planning is. Uh, that's just a minor issue, but uh, just that a, is but an issue nonetheless. <laughs> it is, that is a pat yeah. observation, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Uh, all right, here's uh, Mark Lamont Hill, a little bit more uh, talking about the riots and uprisings. We also, I think, have to be very careful about the language that we use to talk about this. I'm not calling these people rioters. I'm calling these uprisings. And I think it's an important distinction to make. This is not a riot. There have been uprisings in major cities and smaller cities around this country for the last year because of the state violence that's been waged against black female and male bodies forever. And I think that's what's important here. I'm not not Mm -hmm. saying that we should see the destruction of black communities as positive. I'm saying that we can't have such a, na- a too narrow a conception of what the destruction of black communities mean. And it seems to me okay. that we, we exhaust okay. all of our moral Shut outrage up. tonight and not the 364 days before tonight. I think we should be strategic in how we riot. We, we should, should be strategic in how, how we riot. riot. Wow. That's a good point. I, I uh, hadn't thought of it like that. Case Thank closed? I, I don't know what else to say. No, it's, I mean, these people are despicable. Yeah. They're uh, absolutely despicable. It is really bad. Uh, Shep Smith was on as well last night and had an odd thing to say. Uh, he has a, Shep, I mean, you know, know, just watch. (laughs) The police are apparently, from from all we've seen, retaliating with the rocks thrown at them. It's an extraordinary, almost, uh, uh, you know, it felt for the moment there like, you know, the Palestinians and the Israeli army. <laughs> yeah, that's because Israel's so bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't take it. Although I that can't is, it, take it. it. It is apparently what happened is that the police were actually taking at least throwing some the rocks back, were throwing at rocks back at him. And, and you wonder, yeah, first of all, you're a human being, and you're getting someone's trying to. People had broken bones from these rocks. Yeah. You what, can understand what's being the alternative? pissed off. Okay, I can go yeah. over there and beat them with beat my them stick. You could shoot I, them. I can shoot them. You can I fire, can tase, uh, them. tase them, fire tear gas, uh, and some of those things had to be done at different points. The rocks uh, but may be more effective. <laughs> actually, may be uh, not that, but I, it just doesn't look good. Obviously, it doesn't. But, uh, but I mean, to, yeah, and then so to compare what? that to take, a shot, to take a shot at Israel so in the middle of that, so uh, you really that's just bad reporting. I mean, they take the heat no matter what, right? throw rocks oh my god they're throwing the rocks back that people are throwing at them they take their weapons out and start shooting oh my gosh they're shooting the protesters right and 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 for don't forget the first part of this they had rocks thrown at them right that's the that's the right. bad thing yeah and now look them fi- throwing rocks back probably not a good idea as a it's police not a officers good optic yeah it's not, not a good, a good optic. visual and it's obviously not in the i would say the police um, how-to manual probably, probably not. does not deal with oh, that pick up the rock that was thrown at you <laughs> and throw it back at right. the person who initially threw it make sure you're on camera first though but then we have rachel maddow who tells us who's really out of control here this good. is uh, Finally, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. If they're picking up things that are being thrown at them and throwing them back, that implies to me, just as a lay observer, that the police feel 
uh, that the police are a little bit out of control, or that they may not <laughs> be necessarily <laughs> using disciplined police tactics. What about people who threw the rock in the I first mean, place, you dumb idiots? I, I watched the police. Good. I mean, and this is just what I saw, right? Yeah. What I watched dumb. the police have things hurled at them for a very long time. Oh, and what? And they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. they, they, I mean, so, wow. I mean, I have it on video. They definitely returned. Um, you know, they definitely threw, threw things back. Um, but I just would say that given what I saw, I mean, the, 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 these, these kids had no fear. Wow. wow. Uh, Baltimore somebody yeah. no doubt. defending the police yeah. against Rachel Maddow. Good it's reporting nice. there. Erica Green is the person nice. who said Fantastic. that. Uh, Baltimore Sun reporter. And thank God there's somebody yeah. out there to actually tell the truth. And the Baltimore Sun, not exactly, you know. It's like, it's like National Review, right? Like a hardcore <laughs> no, conservative. Not, not exactly. The Blaze, would you consider? It's like the Blaze. It's exactly kinda? like the Blaze. Okay, Breitbart. It's very similar to Breitbart I uh, in the way of. Compare it to that. Okay, either. that's hard. Yeah. Uh, Can we just run a couple more segments on the White House Correspondents Center? Please. Can we just, I want to see more of that Barack Obama comedy. Uh, the stylings of Barack Obama. Really? Oh my gosh, he's so funny. I think he's just hilarious. Have you watched the entire thing oh, once oh, only? I've, I've actually just been playing it on, I got the audio, re playing it on repeat in my car. Oh, it's so just much constantly. better when you see it. I know, it is. And that's why we're going to play it for you over and over and over again. I mean, not today. What? We maybe have done it too much so far, so today we're going to skip it. So you're just teasing me? With uh, yeah, we're going to have. I'm sorry, Jeffy. I know you're such a huge fan oh, of, uh, come on. of the president. Visually and, and, mm -hmm. and, and the way he tells the jokes yeah. with audio, yeah. it's great. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, John Stewart, uh, who is about as entertaining as Barack Obama, to be perfectly honest, uh, but had a, an interesting take on the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Uh, as we kind of watch an American city being burned to the ground, watch. Watching what people yeah. are saying on social media. Yeah, it's it's interesting because much of the conversation is, you know, talking about, hey, everyone's whining and dining, and this is happening 50, 60 miles away. So you can't ignore that. No. <laughs> you can't ignore that. And yet. More somber note, this is what people want to hear about, and this is what people are talking about, are making sure to use the same hashtag because they want to be a part of that conversation. Yeah, it's important. Um, I do want to get to the red carpet. No! Oh! Right there! Right there! <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. That was pretty, that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty solid delivery there by Stuart. I mean, you know, not that he needs my approval, but... He needs the. He's been making thirty million dollars a year for God knows how long. Uh, he deserves, uh, I guess, a little bit of credit on that one. Um, so, but that's a good point. Uh, and it, it is. Uh, it's an odd thing that is just kind of just being ignored. I mean, I don't think you need to talk about this stuff all the time. I'll be honest with you. The Baltimore story. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. 
I, I don't. I, I'm sick of these stories. I'm sick of these riots. I'm sick of giving attention to these people like Al Sharpton who continually go and try to exploit these situations. I just want to be done with it, honestly. I just want to turn it off. I want to talk about other stuff. We did that a lot on radio today. I want to talk about other yeah, things. That, that's what I want. Uh, but... You know, there's a lot going on, and and uh, and I guess you got to cover it. Um, let's also let's do a couple of other things here. Ed Schultz uh, was on on the TV, apparently still daily, uh, and he, he has was not been re-promoted. I know, which is which is uh, this is wrong. Come on, MSNBC, this cool. guy's killing it for you. Re-promote him to weekends, okay? Uh, <laughs> for some reason, he continues to flounder on daily television, just like us. I mean, he's lowered himself to our level. That's wrong. Uh, you need to promote him to the level of once a week, like the wonderful world of Stu. Okay, that's that's what you do with your premiere shows. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> uh, he, uh, he apparently disagrees with Barack Obama on a topic. This is approximately the first time ever. The only other time I can remember is the Keystone Pipeline, which he initially supported and then, of course, folded uh, almost immediately. Uh, because he can't be out of step with the president for too long. But he wants to debate uh, the president on one particular issue, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Watch this flip out on TV. Thank president you. Obama, a word from this broadcaster to you. I will put my credibility up against any broadcaster this, in this, this country. Really good, yeah. I supported you big time. I was the first liberal talker to support you. I've carried your water Big time when it comes to health care. I've carried your water on the economy and defending your move on the automobile industry. But, Mr. President, you can take shots at this network, but I guarantee you, you are wrong on this, and you cannot prove to the American people. This is not about generic talk that we have to think about the global economy and the cats out of the bag and everything else. American workers will suffer if this deal goes through. And, Mr. President... Your recovery of the economy, the automobile industry, and health care will not be your legacy. It will be what you're doing to the very people who put you in office. Had you had not had the unions, you'd have never beat John McCain. Had you had not had the unions, you'd have never beat Mitt Romney. And now you're turning your back on these people trying to convince them that they've got to do this phony trade deal that's going to ship jobs overseas. I'd love to talk to you face-to-face, -face, Mr. President. Mm. Yeah. It's all a promo just for him to please talk to me. Please talk to me. You won't do an interview with me. Please talk to me. I will say this, though, however. Uh, Ed deserves some credit there. He's uh, taken on the president, and he's uh, showing he's, I guess, more liberal than the president, uh, at least on this particular issue. Uh, i got to say, though, you, ha you enter in a weird sort of situation if uh, you're the someone on who's on the blaze when you realize that if... Barack Obama and Ed Schultz are on opposite sides of the issue. Where do you go? Uh, I, don't, I mean, they're both just awful. By honest, I don't know. This is not a big issue. Uh, we've not talked about it much. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a big issue. It's not an issue we've talked about very much, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. My belief is free trade is the way to go. It's one of the best things that's ever happened to this world. Uh, capitalism is a huge thing as well, but free trade... Uh, it's not as necessarily as much an American concern, um, although I think it helps America, too, by the way, cheaper products and such. Uh, however, I think free trade is something that's made the entire world much, much better. So judging by the way Ed Schultz is talking there, um, probably Barack Obama is the one who's more right on this situation. Now, it's probably I'm sure this uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership is not how I would design it, uh, but... The, when you start talking about, and this is something that Scott Walker mentioned too, which I thought was 
you know, he, he was sort of beat up on, and I wasn't sure how to read it, although he seemed to be doubling down on it, when he said our prime uh, interest in, when it comes to immigration policy is to protect the American worker. That idea of protecting the American worker. American workers will be hurt if you ship these jobs overseas. Right. Those, are not, those are not arguments economists make. And, uh, look, we don't, we're not run by economists, but the, the issue here is making sure you don't hurt the country by having, feeling like you need to you know, step up and put your chest out and say, we shan't ever do business with other countries. It's not the right way to go. Uh, you know, protectionism is really bad for an economy. It's, you know, ask North Korea. They get all their, they, they protect all North Korean jobs. They don't do that well with it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I do. I will say that Ed Schultz, though, it's it's good of him to actually step up and disagree. Now, you rarely see that on MSNBC. And usually, as in the case with the Keystone Pipeline and Ed, when he went offline a little bit too much, he was told to come back in line uh, and did very quickly. Um, now, I don't know by who or maybe it was just by his audience. He was reacting to his audience. I think he even said that. Now, to be fair. Barack owes him an interview. I totally agree. Come on. Totally. Come on. He's given no. YouTube people an interview yes. and not Ed Schultz, please. I, I, I mean, I hate to be on Ed's side here, but Barack. And, yeah. Throw him a bone. Throw him a bone. And here's the thing. Uh, someone admitting to carrying someone else's water is one of the most personally demeaning things anyone can do. It's like, I knew I was wrong on something, but I said it was right, right. to help you. I gave everything to you. He's like a, a, a thwarted lover, a jilted lover, just sitting there begging. I, I quit my job for you. I gave up all my friends for you, and look how you treat me. It's that sort of plea. I moved to weekends for you. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that is, it's a little sad. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, an important issues, and because sure we could talk politics all day, but an important issues, the NFL draft is this weekend, or actually goes through this weekend. It starts on Thursday night, uh, first round Thursday night, second and third round Friday nights, and then rounds four through seven air on Saturday. Hey, who cares about the NFL? Anyway? Oh, I'm obsessed with it, as as everybody knows, I suppose at this point. But it's just, it's just like, I can't. I please start the draft. I mean, start it now. I, I'm going to lose my mind. I, all I do is read more rumors and other rumors and trade rumors and picks are going here and they're going there. And there's going to be a six-team trade. It's going to move. Stop. Ah, too long. Move it up a few weeks. I'm losing my mind. Now, this is separate from the issue we're about to discuss, but I'm losing my mind. I can't stop reading it. I'm on constantly refreshing. It's like, and the way that it happens now, there's so many people who cover the same thing. Yeah. Like, for example, the Eagles. I, you know, follow many of their beat uh, reporters. And, and so one of them will write a story about, uh, you know, a, a possible trade. And then the other one writes a story about the latest rumors, which, of course, is that possible that? trade that was mentioned by the other guy. Then the third guy comes in and said, here's your dr daily draft rundown. And again, writes about the guy who wrote about the guy who wrote about the trade and the guy who wrote about the trade. And then four other blogs come in and they write about each one of those stories. And it's just like, I just keep reading the same thing over and over again. I, I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm losing my mind. I just want to throw it out there. Could. You know what I'm going to do? Burn down a CVS. That's a good, I think, a good ending. Let me go in first. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want to? I'll, I'll help you burn that thing down. I'm with you. But let me just go in first to make sure 
No people are in there, so that we don't hurt anybody inside. And Jeffy, your pockets are full with seemingly little bottles of medication. Yeah, be more than pockets. Okay. <laughs> uh, but here is uh, Charlie Casterly, who's you know he's a guy. He's kind of one of these like old sort of I don't know crotchety sort of guys. He's been around forever. He's an old school NFL guy. I don't say that in a negative way. It's just you know he's kind of a little a little rough around the edges. You know he's been around and 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 uh, and been analyzing this for a million years. Uh, but apparently. He has not yet learned the uh, the fine tuning around how to do television, which, as we've admitted many times, we certainly have not. Oh, please! I mean, Jeffy went to the bathroom on the air by mistake. So, I mean, this is uh, this is right in our territory. Uh, but uh, here's Charlie. He does not apparently understand uh, that he's on the air live. Watch. What type of questions? Are you asking middle school teachers and high school coaches when you're doing Time research? Out. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. What? What? Hold on. Start. I thought you were just going to, what do you do? Don't get, I'm not going to answer specific questions. We didn't talk about that inside. Why well, get, okay, no, what no, do you no, do? No, well, you don't ask me a question we haven't talked about. Well, hold okay. on. Let, let's go here. Yeah, let's go here. Ask me when you're like, doing, yeah. when, let's pretend you're the general manager for yeah. a minute, okay? Like, yeah. how does the process start? Yeah, that better. starts, with, that starts with questions, yeah, okay. all right? Yeah. How does that process start? Well, the process starts, well, we lie. What are we doing now? Are we taping or what are we doing? No, we're, we're live. Live? No, we, well, then you we're start live. the whole thing over. Okay. okay. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're live. How, yeah. wh what's the process? Just walk me through the process here. <laughs> I got to give credit to the guy he's on with who handles that expertly. Yeah, he, he covers for him like 20 yeah, he times. Does. He's incredibly smooth, tries to move the conversation forward. Doesn't try to forward. beat him up. That is re I, that's a really impressive. He doesn't try to beat him up. The guy's taking shots at him. He's saying, you know, don't ask me questions. He's being a jerk. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's being a jerk there. Um, and, uh, you know, don't ask me questions we didn't talk about. First of all, he's not asking you questions. He's saying, what kind of questions would you ask? That is not, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it is technically a question, but he's not asking him to come up with weird hypotheticals. It's, it's how you deal with a draft, how you deal with recruits. Right. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Very That's basic. People like to hear that, how, how yeah. it starts. Uh, the coaches, the, the, the reporters, they all come up and ask the players and talk to the players. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. You're even hooked. Yes, Same thing. all I do. You know, I was so watching. Charlie, just answer the stinking question. Yeah, and then when you realize it's live, you can't say start over. You're live. You can't uh, say it. You know what? I didn't like the segment, Jeffy. Let's start this. You can't uh, say uh, it. Let's just can we just let's just start it over. Thanks. So Charlie Casterly, you get that doesn't work on live television. <laughs> That's not the way that you'd think Charlie <laughs> no, would know that after yeah, being would. on television for you know, 800 years. He was in upper management, right, for a while. Was he a GM, I think he was? I think so. For a while. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, uh, that happens. And then uh, Imus, who has also been broadcasting for a 1,000 years, a lot times 10. Uh, yeah, he's been around a long time, and he knows all the rules, apparently. Um, and he uh, he started uh, trash-talking a little bit, uh, Dana Perino from Fox News and the Bush administration. Let me tell you something else. Don't ask to be on this program and then come in here and be a jerk as Dana Perino was yesterday. God! <laughs> she was a jerk? Uh, yes. Man, who needs that? I mean, there's somebody who's just... What, what are you kidding me? God, I was irritated. Huh. I'm happy to put... If, if people ask me, and they ask the show to be on to promote their book, I'm happy to do it. But then don't come in here with an attitude. <laughs> and then not want to have a... Com whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, pick, my God. I didn't even pick up on an attitude. Uh, yeah, wow. I did. You couldn't have a conversation with her. Oh. She got a little talking points. And first of all, she was a press secretary. That was a mercy move. They had 37 <laughs> press secretaries. 
And they finally let her. I mean, what? What? I mean, what? Describe Dwight Yoakam as your opening act. Well, I, I mean, oh, I see. This is another no talent loser. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that was a funny line, though. No, look. The Dwight Yoakam line, because uh, uh, it might have something to do with the 18,000 gallon hat you're wearing. <laughs> now, look, Imus has been doing this forever. This is how he treats people. Yeah, always. You have to understand going in, you might get bashed. I can't believe it's Dana Perino who had to deal with a White House press corps so thin-skinned that she can't deal with a little trash-talking from Imus. I mean, it's Imus. It's what Imus does. Uh, I don't know how that happened, although um, it, there's an update to this story, which I, I, don't know, I have no idea if these two are related, although Mediaite kind of presented it this way. They write, for those of you wondering why he might have felt comfortable enough to trash Perino like that, this might prov uh, provide some insight. Imus announced today he will be off Fox Business Network starting May 29th. That's why I was so mad. Either he trash-talked uh, Dana Perino and it caused enough controversy for him to get kicked off, or he knew he was going off and decided to take some parting shots yeah. at uh, people at Fox. I don't know. Um, but uh, either way, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's standard fare for Imus. Imus is one of the reasons I got into broadcasting. I mean, he, I listened to him on WFAN in New York for, um, uh, you know, forever. That, uh, I used to listen with my dad to Imus in the morning uh, all the time. And, you know, it was one of those things where he was... This is what he did. One of the things that Imus does really well, and maybe better than almost anybody, any other broadcaster in history, is make you feel like you're inside that show. You know, you're 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 on his team. You right. understand the rules of engagement on that show. People come on, politicians come on, they bust on Imus. Imus laughs. He gives it back to him. You understand the rules of, of the way that show is handled. And it, it, this, of course, happens from time to time that people from the outside that don't listen to the show are doing book tours, get on his show, don't get it, and it never works out well. So that may have been a situation here, but you've got to know that going in. But it's not for, like Imus is, is his first job here. He's right. been doing this for a long time. The good thing is, as a listener and an insider, you appreciate those moments. Oh, you love him. Well, and then you love when he comes listen. on and does that. That's yes. why you listen. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to understand why uh, these things turn into uh, incidents. And it's funny because back in the day when I miss was, you know, when I used to listen to him back in, you know, the, you know, say the 90s on WFAN in New York, he would, these things were stories within the show. The show turned it into a story. You'd have a, an interaction like this. The next day, he'd come back, and he'd be a little angry about it. He'd get, you could hear him getting more and more angry and crotchety about it, and he'd just keep expressing it, and he'd be taunting them, and it would blow up into something. And then maybe the next week, they'd come back on, and they'd talk about it. Now, because of the way the media is and because of the Internet, it's just like these little incidents turn into news stories, right. and then everyone who has no idea what the show is like, who has no uh, understanding of the way the show operates, comes in with their wonderful opinion of the interaction, which out of the context of the show doesn't make sense. This is why he got kicked off, probably, MSNBC back in the day. And, uh, you know, it's happened to Glenn certainly a thousand times. I mean, I'll give you a good example of that. If you've been listening to this program or watching uh, this program, and not necessarily Pat and Stu, but the radio show going back a lot of years, a lot of Tampa people um, will remember the early days. And, and we were on 41 cities, I think, when we first got syndicated. Um, and, you know, early on, Glenn would take, was more aggressive with the phones, I would say. He would take calls from 
um, people who were, you know, angry at him or whatever. He'd get yeah. in fights with callers more regularly. And he picked up this catchphrase where he would say, get off my phone, when he got frustrated with him. It was not an actual... I mean, it was an expression of frustration, but more than that, it was a catchphrase. It was, it was the thing that you say when he was just done. And he'd say, get off my phone, and he'd scream it into the phone. So he does this for years. I mean, it happens, yeah. uh, and everyone inside the show, everyone who's a, a listener understands what he's doing. It's, it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a, it's almost like, in a way, it's almost like a sound effect. It's like you get to a certain point, you press the button. He would press the button. It was like his red button. Get off my phone. He'd hang up on him. <laughs> the, the Pat Gray, it, shut up. Yes, Pat Gray says, shut up. Everyone <laughs> does that to some degree. It was, a, it was an element of the show. So. You know, over the years, Glenn maybe calms down a little bit. I don't know. I mean, but he doesn't use it as much as often, that catchphrase. And one day, he breaks it out on the air because some dumb caller says something stupid. He just says, ah, get off my phone. It's not even like he blows up and screams at him as loud as he can. He just says, get off my phone and hangs up on him. And this becomes a news story. Glenn Beck completely loses it. Screams, get off my phone to call her. Like, this has been a catchphrase of his for 10 years. What are you talking about? It's a, he loses it. It's a horrible, very. I would say it's one of the more refined parts of the, of the program. Uh, what, I mean, you know, this is what Glenn does. That's when you get true. to when you hit that point, the boiling point, you, you let yourself loose a little bit. That's what he would he was doing. And to see everyone in the media become an expert on the Glenn Beck program for a few hours, jump in, uh, you know, vomit their, his their stupid viewpoints all over the show, and then move on to the next thing. It's just laughable. And these things blow up all the time with, with people like I miss. And you, you have to step back and say, you know, can you relax? Can you get to a point where you're not constantly searching for frustration and outrage on a daily basis? That's what we do now, though. That is what right? we do. And that's what we do. We constantly search for that. And, and Baltimore and Ferguson and any other thing that happens around the world these days is an example of that. I mean, we just search for something to be pissed about. Yeah, it's a search for outrage, search, search for something, but even maybe larger, search for something that can make us feel alive. We're all looking for that thing that makes us feel alive. It's, how about this? Calm down. Yeah. Relax. Take some of Jeffy's weird pills that he okay. sells and relax a little I bit. want to feel alive? Yeah. Watch Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sure. Uh, tri maybe not the best example, Jeffy. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck. Uh, we'll want to take a break. Come back on the other side. We have an amazing list of things that people uh, actually try to bring on to planes. You will not believe them. And the pictures coming up. On tomorrow's uh, Pat and Stu show, uh, we're going to feature a little segment Jeffy did uh, this past weekend on Wonderful World of Stu. Uh, you need to see it, okay? Uh, it was Jeffy reading uh, a really... Uh, so there's, mm. It's just another, another performance. Uh, it was another performance, I will give you that. You. <laughs> and it was Jeffy reading from this book called Ecosex, How to Ecologically Improve Your Sex Life, uh, which is important. Uh, and You're welcome. And then, of course, Jeffy... Felt the need to act out each individual piece of advice. You can't just read the pages without letting people know exactly I think people what could... you're feeling and what, what's what's happening in the book. You were way too into this. <laughs> uh, I appreciate as a guy who uh, whose name is in the title. I appreciate someone diving into their work. Uh, and Jeffy, who 
you know, maybe we took a, a couple of steps. Uh, I'm here for it. I like to do the extra. You, you sure do in that particular incident. <laughs> so we're going to show you that. And by the way, there was a guy, um, as we were taping this, we're taping this out the, in the parking lot here at the studios, and a live audience is coming in to see Glenn, which again, like, you know, Glenn might be doing a show on Israel, and then Jeffy's out rubbing strawberries on his nipples in the parking lot. It's a little bit of a weird fit. And one of the guys who actually was sitting there watching the shoot uh, was commenting on the Facebook page, I was like, I remember guys taping it this. So weird. It was so weird. Uh, yes, it was very weird. Uh, and we'll show you the weirdness tomorrow right here on Pat and Stew. Uh, and uh, so uh, before the break, I was promising you this. This is an amazing story. The TSA, I guess, releases photographs of some of the strange things that they take from people's carry-on luggage. Uh, and I, I guess they have an Instagram page. Who knew? Uh, well, but listen. have to start following them. Maybe they've got some pictures of the stuff they take from me. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> That's weird again. Um, so here is, uh, these are legitimate things they found in people's bags. Trying to board airplanes. Uh, here is the uh, grenade. Now, we've all tried to take grenades on airplanes. Uh, but I guess, I don't know if this one was a, uh, you know, some sort of military um, you know, paraphernalia as far as, like, memorabilia yeah. almost, like, you know, his, history. That's a paperweight. Yeah, Glenn has some uh, history. Where's that rocket? Is that around here somewhere? Uh, yeah, he's had that rocket on the set forever. Is it over yeah. there? Yeah. Can you bring it over? This is, uh, I don't know, no one knows where this actually came from as far as, oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, no one knows where this came from as far as how it got to this room. That is something that is apparently off limits from, from my knowledge. Uh, but it really? was a rocket fired by, I believe, Hamas at Israel. And uh, here it is, sitting in our studio every day. You can see the top is blown up. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the type of thing that Israel gets pounded with every time you hear this on the news. These things are landing on houses and on schools. Well, and look, Glenn doesn't like to talk about it, but he was attacked. <laughs> Glenn, uh, Glenn was attacked. Uh, they were they were shooting uh, shooting rockets at him. I don't think so. And uh, uh, he's this not. is he, he that one just missed him. So, but he's fortunate enough to pick it up and carry it back. Was, was this Glenn's Brian Williams impersonation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you see the writing on there, by the way, it says uh, October second, two thousand eleven, which is when the rocket actually detonated or kind of detonated. Um, I don't know if this was be con considered a dud. As the whole thing obviously didn't blow up, or if that's the way they look after they land. I've Luckily, haven't been hit by too many rockets really? to know the answer to that. But maybe, so maybe it was one of these type of things. Person buys, uh, you know, an old grenade. This one, he could not have blown up the plane with it. So um, it was very old and did not work. But the TSA is still not letting you on with that one. Uh, smoke bomb. Someone tried to bring a smoke bomb on the plane. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine having this in your luggage and expecting to get it on a plane? I mean, even if it didn't say smoke uh, you know, M18 smoke on it, you'd still think it looks like something that shouldn't go on a plane. What do you mean you're not letting it go through? They would let it through in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me I can't says. make it through here in Houston? Well, and I say the same thing, to be honest. When I get Because the one I always have the issue with is, oh, I'm sorry, sir, that luggage is not going to fit in the overhead compartment. Yes, yes it, it will. Yes, it is. I was on this exact plane on the way here. Oh, I, know. I put it on there on the way here because no one stopped me, and it fit perfectly. Did I have to press pretty hard? Yes. So what? It'll fit. I know. Or the, or the, uh, a lot of times uh, I have the carry on and then the briefcase and then the suit thing. So that's three things. Yeah. But really it's two. Shut up. Wait, so it's the. You have, you have the, the suit where you carry the jackets, okay. and the sport jackets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you have your carry on. Yep. Then you have your briefcase. I feel like that's two. Okay. You're there, they won't give you that? 
Some do. Right. Some, some don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. But I found a way around it. You take the, because the, even the, the, the TSA said, no, nah, that's, that's right. You got to go check that. And the airline, back to the counter, after I said, come on. I mean, I'm, I'm getting on another flight. They let me on it before. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Uniform. I go back to the counter. The airline counter says, look, put your briefcase in the suit holder. Two things. Walk back in, go through. Jeez. It's agonizing. It's so stupid. Still have the same amount of goods. Yeah. The other thing you could do with this, people, I don't know if people know this, if you have a suit bag, when you're walking in, don't say anything to anybody. Just as you're walking in, on the right, there's a little little closet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just hang it up right there. Oh, just yeah, well, on the plane. Yeah, because yeah, once but, you get there. But that's, you got to get past TSA for that. TSA, does they do this? I've never had the TSA enforce the two bag limit yeah. before. Well, that's I never have either, except there. Okay, yeah. And so I'm that, trying to think what airport it was, because it was just. Because usually like, they on. don't, ca- like, they, I think they look at it as, look, I, we're looking to see if there's secure, secure if, right. you know, if it's a secure situation. You can bring 19 bags. They're going to tell you no when you get to the plane. But I always wonder if this, this is another travel question. Maybe we're getting a little too deep into this for those that don't <laughs> care about airports. But when you travel a lot, you care, you obsess yeah, about you them. Kidding. And I always wonder, because if you bring a bag. You have a carry-on bag, and it's too big for the airplane. Because sometimes you get those planes that right. are like one seat on one side and two on the other, and they're just you can't fit anything in the overhead compartments. Can you just wheel the bag right up to the end and then say, ah, oh, it's too big? Ah, just check it. So that way you don't have to – you can get away with not checking the check bag fee, which at the counter is 25 or $50, right. depending on what airline you're flying. But when you, when you go up there and they say to you, look, that's not going to fit, they'll check it for free. Um, so would you that, be able to save money by doing that? Sometimes. <laughs> of course you've tried it. Of sometimes. course. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes they let it go. Uh, other times it's like they just they bill you. They charge the car. They do still charge yeah. you. Okay. Very um, disappointing. Plus, if you're at that point, if you're looking to get the free, you might as well just say, look, I'll just put it underneath the front seat. And then uh, the seat in front of you. Because a lot of times they'll fit there instead yeah, of going so in the overhead. Maybe, I'm not yeah. saying it's comfortable for you. But I'm just saying it saves you the, the check fee. Yeah, I love the the, the 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 little space in front of the seat in front of you is the most important part. Of the I, know, to me. I know. I know. Like I, I make sure of all every, people like to do the thing where they sit in the front row of coach because oh, no, you got lots of leg room. But they, you can't put anything in the seat in front of you, so right. you have to like get up. You have to stand up and take things out of the compartment. Yeah, no, I'm no, way no. too lazy for no, that. No, no, I want to no. bend over. Yeah. No, that's no, it. That's yeah. all I'm willing to do on a plane. I mean, you know, come on. What am I, as Jim Gaffigan would say, what am I, a triathlete? I, I barely want to receive the drink you're giving me as I reach across. Thank you. Okay. Can you just hold the cup and put the straw in my mouth, please? All right. Let me give you one more of these. We've got to take a break. But there's so many good ones here. This is, uh, someone tried to bring this on the plane. Imagine packing your bag and putting this inside. The, the throwing knives. No, I'm pretty well, sure you shouldn't put throwing knives in you your know. bag. What do you mean, well, you know? You gonna take a plane with those? Seriously, people no. did it with box cutters. What? They did do it. They're once. not doing it again. I would probably agree with you, but That's those are not happening again. If you're handy with those things, you could probably take out a bunch of people. Really? Yeah, you gotta have a good arm. Like, you, like Yasiel Puig could take out like five <laughs> people at once. <laughs> okay, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side with more uh, sort of uh, random Dodgers references. If it's Yasiel. Maybe. Maybe you say no.
Some uh, breaking news from BuzzFeed. Andrew WK has been giving a, given a talk show on Glenn Beck's Blaze Network. Uh, so just wanted to thank BuzzFeed for breaking some news. Uh, I know, it's old news. I guess this is how BuzzFeed makes $700 million or billion dollars a year is because they break news to the companies in which the shows are airing. Oh, you didn't know? I actually didn't know. So it's going to oh. be on Blaze Radio? Blaze Radio Saturdays, uh, 10 to noon Eastern. Wait, so this is going to be after your show, a couple hours after your show, right? Well, your, I mean, needs a your show in. is, I think needs we put you on 315 to 345. Yeah, well, you, listen, if you want a real promotion, <laughs> uh, you know, far and above Ed Schultz, yeah. let alone you mentioned a Saturday uh Saturday TV show? Yeah. <laughs> you give a guy a Saturday two-hour weekend radio show yeah, on the Internet? That's hot. That's a promotion. That is hot. That is a promotion. So the Jeffy Show airs 6 to 8. Eastern. Uh, yeah, Mike Apelka? Yeah, my, I, I believe. Uh, 8 to 10. That's what it's supposed to be, the announcement. But I don't know that I've seen that yet anywhere except, oh, maybe it was on BuzzFeed. It was on BuzzFeed. And apparently. then uh, Andrew WK. Yeah, from 10 to 10. And then Chris Salcedo. Salcedo, uh, okay. Mike Slater. Mike Slater. Joe Pags. It's a great lineup, That's a man. Saturday lineup that is on the a, Blaze Radio That's a great Radio talk radio lineup yes, right there, is. man. I'd listen to that and, and do. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I skip your show, obviously, but other I mean, than Well, you that. can download it if you go to the Blaze.com yeah, slash radio. Downloading doesn't download work in my house. Just, you, can, you can take me with you wherever you want. Yeah, yeah downloading on uh, my street is just downloading. It's free zone. Wait, what? It's weird. So let's go back to the TSA because I'm obsessed with these pictures. Someone at the Los Angeles International Airport attempted to take this on to an airplane in July 2012, uh, throwing stars. <laughs> Again, uh, not a good idea to fly with. Uh, now, you might think, well, throwing stars, what could possibly happen? It's not as scary as snakes on a plane. Uh, well, it could have been as scary as snakes on a plane if you were on the plane with this guy who brought on live eels. <laughs> what the hell? Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't they let you take that? I don't on? know. You know, I don't know on that one. I mean, could, could you release them on the plane? Uh, yes, it would freak people out. I don't yeah. think it's the, the Samuel L. Jackson thing wasn't a documentary, right? That, was, that doesn't Not actually... that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean, it didn't say documentary on the film. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. uh, propane tanks. You can't bring propane tanks on a uh, plane, people. That's not going to. Uh, now, look, there are innocent uses to, to bring, you know, you're bringing propane on for a grill or whatever. That's but a little much, though. Not really plane fare. How about, um, let's say, uh, people? I had a friend who, who did this. This is a, an avalanche charge. And he, I had a friend who worked um, uh, on a mountain in Utah. And what they would do in Utah, they have these huge avalanches, that, and they know kind of when they're coming, yeah. when a certain amount builds up. So what they do is they, to make sure no one gets hit by an avalanche on the roads below, they close the roads and intentionally cause the avalanche. Uh, so Did he the, work with, I mean, was he working for the state or he was, the, yeah, was, uh, part of a, a ski company? He just did it on his own. It was no, I'm not kidding. Oh, uh, yeah, no, he worked for the, he worked for the state, guy. I believe. Okay. Um, either that or the, some weather meteorology okay. thing. He he currently is a meteorologist, um, but this one of his first jobs in this industry was they would actually be on one mountain. It was like mountain, like picture two mountains coming down like this into in a road below. So he would be on one valley. mountain, and they would fire legitimate howitzers at the other mountain. Nice. And it would blow up, start an avalanche, it would come down, they'd remove all the snow and open up the roads again. Reminds me of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. <laughs> okay, Shep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, so anyway, avalanche charge. No, you can't bring that one on a plane. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, throwing axes. Uh, it's a minor issue. Sure, is it great to cut up the fruits and vegetables in the snack pack? Yes. Uh, but probably not good for a plane. Uh, a, how about a sickle? No hammer involved, but a sickle. Uh, again, 
don't think unless you're it was a gift. It's a gift from Grandma. <laughs> a lot what of people get do? sickles as gifts. <laughs> um, now this one is really disturbing. Imagine opening up at the TSA and seeing this. It is a oh suicide gosh. vest, and you might think that's probably questionable to bring on a plane. Now the weird thing is this happened in March 2013. Uh, it is not a real suicide vest. It is a dummy vest used as a training aid uh -huh. that belonged to an explosives trainer. Or so we're told. Yeah, yeah thank uh, no, you. I think that is actually what it was. But it's a kind of, imagine opening up a bag and seeing that as a TSA that, agent. That's a little frightening. Um, now, look, sometimes tanks do bad things. And I'm glad we have anti-tank uh, weapons to stop them from doing those things. But a plane, not really the part, um, the place for no. an anti-tank weapon. I mean, look at that thing. That thing could take out a plane from the ground, uh, <laughs> let alone in the plane. Uh, yeah, that one was not, not allowed, although it was it, the, someone did attempt to bring it on in Pennsylvania in 2012. Uh, here's the Samuel L. Jackson thing again. I don't know why people want to bring snakes on planes. Because yeah, they're pets. They're hideous. Snakes are the worst thing on earth. Uh, they are. They should all be in. They should well, be look how little that thing is. You're going to bring down a plane. I would be pro-snake genocide. I'm going to put that out there. Whoa. I would, I would, I, my, if I was running for president, I think Ted Cruz should come out and say, I will kill all snakes. If he did that... He would lock up a lot of votes because no one likes snakes. They're awful. Okay, they're creepy creatures. I don't like them, and I don't trust them. But they eat rodents, and I don't like rodents more than I don't like snakes. That's a really good point. I don't like rodents either, but we'll kill them too. We'll just start killing everything. <laughs> we'll scrub the entire food chain of life. Why not? Um, we've got a meat cleaver. Now, look, if you if you want to cleave some meat. Probably 30,000 feet is not the appropriate place <laughs> never know, for though. that. No, you never know, I guess. Uh, if you're in the first class, still uh, might be frozen. yeah, I mean, you could get the food, and then, you know, who knows? <laughs> Maybe the meat needs to be cleaved. How about uh, this? This I don't know if this is Wolverine or Freddy Krueger, uh, but you probably, if you have a glove that holds metal spikes, <laughs> why do you have a glove that holds metal spikes? <laughs> Kind of a hard to understand, um, but this actually went to uh, Birmingham Airport in February 2013. Someone tried to bring this on a plane. This is all, by the way, from, if you, in case you missed the beginning of the segment, the TSA's own Instagram page, which I think I might start following after I am this. going to. I mean, if they're just putting up funny pictures like this, I, I, I've got to follow it. Um, how about a cannon barrel? Now, just from the perspective of it being heavy, I think it would yeah. be an issue. Uh, but uh, that was in Hawaii. Someone tried to bring on a cannon barrel onto a plane. I don't know why they wouldn't let you bring it on. Yeah, I mean, that one, what are you going to do with it? It's just the barrel of a cannon. But, again, the weight of that thing, man. Yeah, that's got to be heavy. Um, stun gun. Uh, okay. It, now, it looks like makeup. This one actually is pretty bad because it looks like someone's trying to conceal it. Now, you bring this on, I guess, as a woman. You want to try to protect yourself. People carry mace or something like that. I guess that's in this realm. But still, when you're trying to conceal a stun gun, I'm, this is one you're happy they they catch, right? Are you? I don't know. You want stun guns well, on planes? I mean, it's a stun gun. Well, you stun one person, you're done for a little bit. It's best to do this little makeup thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this, Jeffy? You've brought this into the studio many times. Uh, random human skulls. <laughs> um, where do you get a human skull? Do you want me to answer that no, question? No, I do not. Uh, I do not. <laughs> You've been buying them with bitcoins for years. Um, but uh, you can actually, this came into Fort Lauderdale Airport. 
Um, the traveler uh, who owned the clay pots in which these human remains were in had no idea about the skull inside. Uh -huh. They just bought the pots. Or so that's what they tell us. Um, a small dog. You don't want to, I mean, <laughs> it's a cute little adorable dog. You don't put it in a freaking checked luggage piece, okay? No, but... You carry it in your purse like a real man. Yeah, thank you. Although it might, you know, you put it in the check luggage. You hope maybe the dog dies, right? It gets cold up there. It's Why would the you luggage, hope the, the dog, dog dies? Yeah, you have a dog like that. I mean, those little dogs—they all deserve to die. I'm, I'm not opposed How to a little dog like that. How many animal species have been killed off in this segment? Yeah, that genocide needs to happen. That little dog genocide. No, I like little dogs. No, I don't like, like snakes. That. Snakes deserve to die. We can all agree on that. Not little dogs. Oh, they're these little chihuahua things? Oh, my gosh. Um, signal flares. You want to draw attention to yourself. Again, <laughs> the air, maybe not the right time to do that. No. Uh, <laughs> signal flares, I don't know if you want them on a plane. No, you do not. Okay. And finally, uh, what the hell is this? I don't know what it is. I don't know what you use that for. It's probably utilized on one of Jeffy's websites. But I definitely do not want it in the air with me. I don't want to know what the hell that thing does. It doesn't look like there's any place to hold that. Well, the ones that are on my sites are wrapped in rubber. I don't think... Yeah, so. kind of, guys are motioning how you would handle I don't think there's any place that's not sharp. Maybe if you tie yeah. it to a chain or a pole of some sort, you could just whip that thing around and yeah. just stick that right into you know, an enemy. But again, you know, it's the friendly skies. You're not supposed to have enemies up there. Uh, and um, try not to kill people when you're on the planes. Any commentary on that, Jeffy? Again, we talk about TSA a lot, and a lot of it's negative. And I know I'm the resident TSA defender here. But these guys actually do face a lot of weird crap, and, oh. and their jobs are not easy. That's why I don't necessarily consider this stuff their fault when they're, you know, they, they're implementing policies that aren't always ideal. 90% of the time, my dealings with the TSA, maybe even more than 90%, my dealings with them have been great. Yeah, I've had a couple experiences that were just annoying. Yes. Most of them are just like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm like, you're, you're, doing, you're, you're doing this. We all asked you to do it after September 11th. Is it a little bit irritating that, you know, maybe you're not you're searching everybody equally, maybe. But you're not searching everybody equally. No. You're not. Most of the time, you cruise right through. Not. And again, TSA Pre, I highly recommend it. Uh, sign up for it because you walk through like you own the airport. It's awesome. And it, it drives, just drives me. There are times when it drives me crazy that the TSA really has the opportunity to stop you from doing any of your travel if you were say something, say anything at all, see something that like they're checking at one point. They, one time I was going through an airport and they're checking this family with the little girl and the little boy and the mom. And, you know, Muhammad Atta goes through the, goes through the other <laughs> security line untouched. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You and, said and something? You no, I went to say something and the person I'm traveling with grabs my arm and saying, you know, I want to get to where we're going. Yeah, shut up, Jeffy. <laughs> it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jeffy. Now, I say that a lot familiar. on the show, too, but I really meant it in the airport. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. You might as well. You have to. You want to solve that problem, do it through uh, your legislature. Annoying and, and pestering the person who can keep you detained yeah, for several hours is not, not a good policy. No, not Does not work out well for you. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven. Back in the uh, in uh, is the number. We're going to be back in just a, just a minute with some of these videos we kind of started showing you yesterday uh, from fast food restaurants and examples of all the foods from the restaurant to kind of give you an idea. Yeah, because we, we teased it yesterday. We did tease so the food's going to be here. They'll be here in a minute. Nice. Tasha's a tough. Where's the food?
727 back just talking about Jeffy was like. Uh, so uh, we showed you uh, one of these or two of these yesterday. These are these really cheesy fast food training videos where they try to make you involved and excited about working at their fast food establishment. I remember watching one of these when I worked at McDonald's and it was terrible. And yes, I worked at McDonald's proudly. How do you think I developed this body? Okay, here's uh, Godfather's Pizza. That was uncomfortable. Uh, Godfather's Pizza, you well, their horrible video. Time and technology have come a long way. One thing remains the same. We're still piling on the toppings and lots of cheese, and our customers, hey, they love the stuff. Mm. Wow, bad. And the other thing about Godfather's, aren't, don't they put the sauce on top of the cheese? I think I, so, come yeah. On. That's just, that's, you know what that is? Uh, immoral. That's what that is. Okay. Well, is that is uh, it's it's a it's a it's a moral error. Okay, it's a genetic moral error to put sauce on top of cheese. Wow, you hate Godfather's Pizza that much? No, actually, I, I don't know if I've ever had Godfather's I don't Pizza. Think I I, have. The only reason I really know about Godfather's Pizza is Herman Cain, because I remember he used to run it, right? Yeah, that's his place, right? Yeah. yeah so here's what Wendy's grill skills. Now, working the grill, Bill, it ain't so tough. But first of all, you got to check your stuff. Like a grill that's set at 250 with the meat and cheese that's ready to go. A towel to keep your station looking cool. But most of all, you got to have your tool. Oh, that's awesome. That's we need to make, I, I need to make a video like that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's very solid. Okay, uh, McDonald's fast food training watch. Add a person to your drive-thru. In fact, put your best crew in the drive-thru area. People <laughs> demand fast service there more than anywhere else. Remember, speed kills on the highway, guy? not in the drive-thru. Yeah, big time actor. That's why we insist on speed, speed, and more speed. Service, 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 and more service. That is the cornerstone of our business. <laughs> that, that, that one worked because you paid money for Fraser's dad. I mean, uh, you, you pay the cash for Fraser's dad and you get a good video. You put, uh, you know, some, this is what happens, this is my, the problem with my show. I'm always just putting Jeffy on because he's free, you know? Are you saying that they paid John Mahoney for that? Yeah, they do usually pay actors. Uh, not in certain circumstances, though. What am I, chopped liver? You're not quite chopped liver. Uh, you know, there's value in chopped liver. I need to renegotiate. <laughs> you do. You do. Showing up for everything that everyone asks you and doing any demeaning task is probably not the best negotiating position. Huh. Hmm. It's weird. See you tomorrow.